Deke Shock. Deke Shock. Deke Shock. I ain't happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long. The future. Coming on, I ain't happy. Knighted because I was you know, stuck over for 24 hours. At freaking I saw that picture. Yeah. Where, where, where was that? Denver. Denver. What? De- really? Yeah. There's not something that's open in Denver? Not in the middle of the night. Wow. Not, not after midnight. One of my planes. Yeah. I, think I, I thought it'd be at least one. Delta. I want to say it's Delta. And the, the crew claimed illegal because they were flying too much. So they loaded yeah. us on the plane. Yep, they do that. And then we're sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And then we see the pilot and the co-pilot walk out of the cockpit. The cockpit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on, I'm taking a picture here. That's where you're going to. And, and they just walk away. And the guy in front of me, like, what's happening? They come on, everyone off the plane. What? Like this guy in front of me? Yeah, it's that's and, FAA. Yeah, we yeah we have no crew to fly this line. <gasps> Fuck! And you see him. He throws the fucking pillow. He oh, throws wow. the guy. Mm. It and sucks when it happens no, all do. night. O'Hare. Yeah. It was an O'Hare. Fuck mm. Chicago. And I'm mm. not probably the only one who said that. But uh, <laughs> fucking Chicago. Fuck Chicago. And they gave us. I think it was McDonald's vouchers. Yeah. <laughs> and McDonald's wasn't open. No, it wasn't. You had to wait till the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So it was, it was a whole night wow. sleeping on the fucking floor. Yep. Yeah, what oh, happens is uh, sweet. they can only fly a certain number of hours in the day, and mm-hmm. if they time out or if they do an estimation of the time that they're going to be in the air, and if they time out in the middle of the air, they have to cancel the flight and mm-hmm. the, or get an alternate crew. Well, it's I'm sorry, Jeff. pretty crazy. Beep. Yeah, just tell me if anything goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Major Meh texts that he is uh, still recovering yeah okay um had his medical extended at least till monday so mm. but uh, he's he's slowly recovering all right well, that's good his uh, surgery get well soon buddy. get well soon yep. yeah yep. Yep. absolutely rock on yeah well at least at least none of us have had the uh the fun experiences with united that our <laughs> yeah fellow passengers had right <laughs> haven't been dragged yet. off a plane yet yet <clears throat> <laughs> you see those pic- I stress yet. You see those pictures of people just sitting on the plane. They got like MMA gloves on and the boxing masks on, <laughs> no, and sparring great. masks on, and they're just sitting there in the plane. It's like, so funny. That's funny. <laughs> the joke that keeps on giving. <laughs> people are gonna forget about it two weeks from now. I walked well, by. It's the- because it's nothing is going to change. Yeah, they've been. They have forty years of of precedent. Yeah, it's it's. They can literally do whatever they want, and and apparently when you buy your ticket. And I, I've kind of known this for a while, but but in, in now in the the contract that you have in there, you literally are agreeing to when you buy your ticket all of the policies and procedures that each individual airline has. And yep. buried in there, it does say that they can pull you yeah, off this, for any reason at any time. I, I, I hate the the policy where they hand out the straws and the shortest one has to fillet the pilot. Mm. <laughs> That's the worst of them all. I can't yeah. pilot filleting. Yeah. Is, uh, Oh, were they were they like t-shirt the throw they, they the automatic t-shirt pilot. throw the um the you know the the parachutes like you're mm-hmm. on like a rave or something right you get a parachute and so mm-hmm. fuck I didn't grab one no yeah. and you're fucked welcome folks this is Geek Shock number three eighty four I am Master Torgo eighties Jeff Commander K fact checked Andy Maple Leaf Matt we're here to talk wow. weekend geek that was smooth sure. well it up. was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Here comes Andy creeping in fucking with the pillow. That was too smooth. Let's suffocate that bitch. All right. I like the imagery. Like you've got the pillow in hand. It's like, well, that was smooth. Let me just press that morphine again, 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 again. There was geek shock, lying totally still, knowing that the slightest move would send Andy into a fit of murder. <laughs> Gentlemen, what geeky things to do this week? Before we start, oh, 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 me and um, Funk OK <laughs> have a little argument going on here. Oh, oh my oh god! Boy. So, oh boy. It was so I'll fucking read, awesome. I'll read the text. Oh, oh it was going to start with a text? No, boy. Oh, hold yeah. on. All right, Paul. It, it, it was a texting. This was great. <laughs> Shots fired over a text. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's got to go through the long oh. line of text. Oh, my so, God. So you got the right me. thread. Oh, the excitement's so scrolling. So do we now have to, at some point, buy each of you the, the blank Funko Pop? And then and have, design, have like them. A design yeah. off or something? Well, I, yeah. I, I think you would have to do a Funko of the other Funko guy. Buy me two. There you go, Andy. Buy me two of them. Make one of them K and one of them Maple Leaf. And then you give the Maple Leaf one to K and you give the K one to Maple Leaf. And then they have no way to. Well, then they use them as voodoo voodoo dolls. (laughs) Oh, there you go. So uh, after the show, last show, we were talking about Funkos and who was the Funko, blah, blah, blah. So I went home and counted mine. So here I I sent. you guys and Kay, you're on yes. here too. Okay, so I have 30 Funko Pops. The gauntlet is thrown in your direction, Kay. Oh boy. He responded with, LOL, you're not going to believe me. And I was like, oh, you motherfucker. I already knew what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> 30 as well. It was so goddamn funny. Wow. I read that. I read that and I'm like, 30? Holy, I don't have 30. Oh, he's totally kicked my ass. They're going to suck. Okay, let's see what I got. All right, yeah, those, it's the Conan set. You know, Do duplicates that, count? That's nine, and that's six fit to, okay, 20, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. Wow! Mm. I was amazed. So 30 is the magic number, apparently. So at this point, I think you're the Funko Twins. Not... <laughs> Four hours activate for a week. Oh, oh, oh look! Okay, form of plastic bobblehead. Because I have a bag here. Uh oh. Okay, that I brought with me. Uh Oh, you're gonna give me one? No. Oh. Oh. Fuck you. (laughs) Okay. First of all, no. Second, fuck you. (laughs) I just went up the Funko Mountain and put the Canadian flag. Uh oh. This Funko, you cannot top this motherfucker. Uh oh. That's a big Funko. Oh, wow. That is a big, big old Funko. Groot. It is Groot. Life-size Groot. I win. Fuck I you. Am I am Groot. <laughs> um, point of order. It's not life-size. <laughs> uh, in the movie, it will be. He's baby Groot. Baby. Oh, it's Baby Groot. I can't see it from this angle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's nice. you, you've got to specify baby Groot for life size though on this yeah. one, because yeah. you're way off. I still like you at best as the Funko twins though. <laughs> yeah. Now, well, here let me let me throw this back. How many Funkos have you bought other people? Mmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now I feel like a jackass. Ah, uh, yeah! <laughs> That's how this whole thing started. And more importantly, how many cheese sandwiches do you guys have? Because I am still two up on you, I think. What? No cheese one sandwich. The, the, weird, the, the weird out the my pony. little pony. The pony. Yeah, the pony. <laughs> I'm the cheese sandwich king. I think you will and always will be. Yes, yes. Andy. Uh, that yeah. is gladly conceded. Yes. Long live the Andy. Yes. But I bought the uh, I the whole this whole thing started when I bought those representative fun. That I I found the um, I was like I have to get this damn uh, Stay Puffed 
for Jeff. Okay, yeah. And then I was looking around who else to get what, and I found the Cthulhu one. Right. And I, I was s- like, oh, and you know. I still so. have not seen that torch stay puffed anywhere. I, I've only seen it in the one that you gave me. I mean, yeah. I've seen it's it online rare. in pictures. Oh, yeah, but online. Yeah. I've not seen it's it in person one. anywhere. I couldn't get the rare Cthulhu for Todd because that one was eBay-tastic. Yeah, that was priced out of the I'm range. I'm very happy with my Cthulhu. So, so, I mean, I'm trying to complete my Planet of the Apes. Zayas, motherfucker. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, just before I lost my job, Zayas was at 40, uh, 30 bucks. No, 40 bucks on Amazon. And they were like, only five left. Get them soon. And uh, every- Was that the inflated price? Was that the, what they released it at? That's what, it's, that's what Amazon's got. Hmm. Because all other sellers are in the hundreds. Zayas is already flipped and priced out. Dr. Zayas. Why Dr. is Dr. Zayas so Zayas. I don't know. Zayas. Maybe he's really popular or what. But now I... I checked because you know you can dream. I can't get it. It's already up to fifty on Amazon's out of Ooh. Amazon stock. So it's like, oh my god, that's just totally gone. There it goes. It's crazy. It's and yeah, they uh, put out another Walgreens exclusive. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah. So what was the Walgreens exclusive? Uh, it was. Um yeah. Not Juggernaut. He was the last one. Oh, what the hell? Wait a minute. Oh, shoot. Every you time call I... yourself the Funko Twins. I know. I know. No, you call us the Funko <laughs> So you guys got me looking. I don't want to go to Walgreens, which I've been doing a lot to get my antibiotics. If you um, find a Juggernaut, send him I've left, kept my eyes open. Every time I go, it's wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no exactly the same thing. Yeah. Walgreens, it's like all WWE. Because mm-hmm. I checked on eBay and Amazon. It's 50 bucks for a Juggernaut. I'm like, nope. Yeah, no. Can't do that. Yep. The Breakfast Clubs are still pretty cheap, so I like. Yeah. I'm good with. I'm yeah. good with that. That was. Well, fun. yeah, this has turned into my favorite pop so far. <laughs> That's nice. That's, That's a great one. one. Little, it's little freaking huge. Yeah. So the count is thirty thirty one now. Well, this is like. This is like. No. That's no, still oh, counts oh, as one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, In this it, case, size does not actually, matter. Actually, it's thirty one to thirty five well, if you count pops given as gifts. Well, Andy, we I measured it. It's ten inches. Which I do. But how big is the Funko Pop? Uh, <laughs> you gotta give him that one <laughs> what else to do guys uh so i finished horizon zero dawn this week you finished it finished it like all the way the main wow. storyline all the way through really fascinating story i really enjoyed that uh the ending was not what i'd hoped for but still still enjoyable still played into the theme of the story as you uncover what happened to the planet after this apocalypse that you have no data to support like you you, you literally like your character is discovering what happened in the past as hmm. she goes along well, i can't think of a game that has a really satisfying ending not in a long time anyway it's tough i mean even games i love like uh, uh fallout it's, I think the, the the ending of that one. Was, why uh, is that? What what? I what think are part they of doing? it is like it. You put you invest so many hours into that story that there's just really nothing they can do to wrap it up that's going to make you go, oh okay, it fits. It's just it, it, you've got that large investment and it's not the denouement is not what you want it to be. Sure, and, and I don't and think it'll ever like be. Fallout, do they ever really yeah. end? Even mm-hmm. when you complete well, that was the main my story, yeah, exactly. I would say we put do. a lot of hours into Halo. And that was pretty satisfying. The, the first two were pretty satisfying, I remember. Mm-hmm. The third one kind of trailed off, right? Yeah, it, it eventually hit that point. Of, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even really care. 
about the you know the the story portions anyway mm-hmm. so i just want to shoot stuff with my friends mm-hmm. it's yes yeah, i mean the journey that's what you want yeah. right yes sure and then i also went to uh pinball hall of fame today ah excellent that was a lot of fun nice it's always nice to just go there and blow quarters and steam it's great. Mm-hmm. they had uh part of the reason i wanted to go there was uh, last time i was there the uh the old school Star Trek the motion picture game, the mm-hmm. one by Sega, was down, and uh, the one with Persis Kambata in it. Yes. Well, per- the movie. Motion yes, picture. The, yes. The, the, the game. No, but the movie. Uh, yes. Uh, wait. The, <laughs> she's, not, she's, not, corner, she's not on the pinball. Up with a pillow. It's not. It's not a pinball game. It's the, the old school sit down video game. Oh, the okay, little, okay. The paddle dial and it's, it, uh, it's kind of less a pillow and now it's a brick in a pillowcase. <laughs> Someone call for Doctor Andy. No, that was genuine confusion, guys. Sorry. Well, they had uh, no malice of forethought on that one. They had finally repaired it. Like, and so this and, is the arcade game, not the pillow. Yeah, the arcade okay. game. Okay. Yes. The, I've never seen that. And. Uh, they repaired it with one of the new LCD flat screens, but it's really fascinating. They have it set up so that it has the dot pitch. Isn't that the, an old vector game, right? Yeah. Vector, vector graphic graphics, style, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's very, very much like the old Star Wars as far as graphically. Okay. And then, uh, so they, they did repair it, and they put an LCD flat screen in there, but it's a really good LCD flat panel in that it is programmed, I think, to replicate the dots that you would have from an old tube television in there. So it, it, it's totally flat. It's not, you don't get the curved surface, but as far as like the imagery, it looks like it was on an old tube. So well, that's off. it was cool. And it very responsive too. So I, I don't think I've ever played that machine. I, I remember they have it there, but it's, yeah, you're right. It's been down forever. Well, if you ever had it on like the Commodore 64, you've played it. It's the same game. Right. Just they, they bumped up the graphics a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this for is the, the sit down, get in the cabinet. Yeah. With they the had a stand-up version hand. one too. Like, uh, I got no memory of this at all. I got to go over and see this. Um, was that store open next to it? The comic thing? Uh, <laughs> they were all closed when I was there, and I was okay. there at like um, I don't know seven thirty-ish, quarter to eight, something like that. So talking nerd gas in the know. store. Yeah. There we go. I don't know yes. if it had been open and had just closed for that day, but even like the uh, uh, was it PSC the player store over in there? That one was closed too, and I was kind of mm. surprised because. I thought that one stayed open until like seven or eight. God, remember that that like you didn't go, go on Sunday, did you? No, today. Oh, okay. that goes back decades. But there was a time when, if you didn't make it by six p.m., oh yeah, it was closed. Yeah, it was done. And if you worked nights, you were just <laughs> fucked altogether. <laughs> if, if, like, if you're in the Midwest, that still happens a lot. Yes, yeah, still <laughs> does. I mean, Vegas is is very twenty four hours, but most places now. The stores at least will go to eight o'clock or so because mm-hmm. they're simply allowing the nine to fivers to get off work and get right. to the store. But yeah, I re- yeah, it's I remember those times. But it's weird to encounter anything that closes. Living in Vegas, especially, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a. But few that was lunch- the last call. Yeah, yeah. There's a few <laughs> yeah. lunch places in here that are only literally open till like two in the afternoon. Right, and they're done. Yeah, like the deli. Uh, I can't like Bob's East Side Deli. Oh, oh, yeah, Bob's well, Deli. Jesus! It's like uh, there are there are a few there are places on the Strip now. A lot of coffee shops and stuff like that that are breakfast only, breakfast yep. lunch. On the Strip? Yes. Yeah. Really? Crazy. Yeah. I know there's a ton on uh, Industrial and uh, D sure. Martin and or, Western. Uh, all those uh, Westgate. 
you know, that place, their coffee shop. Uh, their coffee shop closed early? Yeah. Wow. Or, well, it did uh, years ago when mm. I was last there. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I dread going on vacation sometimes because I'm, yeah. I'm such the night owl. Uh, like, when, especially when I go visit my parents uh, in Wichita. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's same thing. Like, sometimes we have to rush to get to stores before they close mm. at five. Right. And it's like... We've had all day. You're just now telling us we need to get to the store and pick up this thing. And I'm hungry. So, Where's there to eat? And it's like all Denny's. the way on the other side of yeah. town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'll get hungry, like, middle of the night. You know, I'll have keys to the car or whatnot. And I'll be like, there's nowhere to go to get something to eat right now. Yeah. Hmm. If I get hungry at 3 in the morning, I can walk to a subway that's open 24 hours. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Vegas is great for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, like, even when I was back in... Uh, uh, Burbank in 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 uh, November. It was that same way. It was like, oh, okay. Well, this restaurant closes at ten. So if I want to get something to eat, I got to go there like right now. Beautiful downtown Burbank. Yes. Yeah, so what other geeky things you do this week, gentlemen? <laughs> I played Catan Seafarers. How is that different? It has islands, okay. and, you, and you build um, seed roads. You don't. You build roads across the ocean. You build sea. Ship route, ship routes or something, yeah, okay. shipping routes, yeah, okay. and and uh, it does add some definite levels to it. It's it, it was a definite step. Now up. is this an add-on or is this yeah, a whole new it's game? A, it's an add-on. Yeah, actually, I got a picture of it here. You can see the little islands, but uh, I'll I'll yeah. wait till after All the right. show <clears throat> for but, uh, our viewers out there. Yeah, it, it ha- and it also has the uh, in addition to the bandit that screws you over. There's also a pirate that screws you over. So you have two. Yeah, two. So well, my two? my lovely daughter set me up and. Got bought both of them on me for most of the game. <clears throat> nice job. Oh nice yeah. Job. So the the robber moves at when you roll seven. How mm-hmm. does the pirate move? You can move either one. When you roll oh, seven, you can move the either pirate. Either one. So the second seven move the pirate onto me, and so when you have two on you, you can only get rid of one if you get a seven. That's right. We can't, they don't. We can't, you can't move on the same square. The sea. The right, pirate but, stays in the sea. But she had my the the place I was trying to get to. That uh, there's one of the islands uh, instead of uh, the usual four resources has gold, which you can pick what you want. Mm, nice. So, so uh, and I was trying to get a gold island and capture it and build, and uh, I could not because I had the bandit and the pirate keeping me from doing that. Cause wow. The pirate also keeps you from building more roads next to it. Sure. Yeah. So what you're saying is that your daughter, in that respect, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> I called my daughter a four-letter word. That rhyme, <laughs> that, uh, <clears throat> wow, that's pretty. You, you know, it's funny. It's more common in Holy. British. Yes, La- I did. Lady? You broke out that one. And, and, wow. oh. lady. and everyone like gasped, and then they saw what they did. She did, and they go, oh, yeah, you're right, she is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I played the Tabletop, com- man. I played the computer version. Mm-hmm. I played hard mode. And it's really funny because hard is not the AI is just really, really smart. Mm-hmm. Sevens come up more often and they drop that bandit on you mm-hmm. no yep. matter where you are in the game. Yeah, AI will trade with each other like crazy. And it was funny. I'm looking at this and at one point I was like, this is Andy mode. Oh, the computer's man. basically treating you like Andy where everybody's just piling on you no matter if you're winning or not. Because I was just, Wow. Yeah, you do tend to target him a lot. Mm, yeah, well, I'm talking. No. I'm talking about the older games when it when all of us used to drop yeah. bombs on Andy yeah. and just suffocate. I, I thought that's game. where you were going. I was yeah, like, that's that, what I meant. That doesn't sound like my behavior at all. But yeah, I, I, no, I, you do target me a lot. I do but, target you, but but 
Andy mode is when all of us are just keeping right. you. You're what they call in the medical field a universal recipient. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shlamazel, if you will. <clears throat> is that A, B, or O? Huh? <laughs> but, um. O negative. Yeah. Mystery Science Theater is back. Yay! Oh, yes, it is. Oh, it's so, I'm so, it's so good. I'm so happy with this new iteration of it. That Have you Netflix, seen them right? all? Because no. I, I, one episode is supposedly now Star Crash, which is the De Laurentiis Star Wars ripoff that I talked about. Right. So you guys, you guys got to watch that to appreciate that video. Frankly, I'm only two and a third in uh-huh. at okay. this point, and I've rewatched Cry Wilderness already. Yes. Uh-huh. Wow. So, Cry Wilderness is one of the worst films. It's, they have it's like ever done 1988 87 88 and wow it's it's really right up there with the good ones a man of sands of fate pod people ega uh, because wow. though what those films all have together this one has and that is memorable characters that are going nowhere there's no plot but you but the characters are ridiculous they're ridiculous they're 2d they're like the worst some of the worst acting i've ever seen uh shoehorned in scenes that you're just like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just it, oh, and the, the thing that kills me, having worked on films, is that I'm not exaggerating when I say seventy percent of the scenes in this film are out of focus. There's Ow. a lot out of focus, or yes. or or improperly focused. Like yeah. they're focused. Like your your main character is in the foreground, and the background is in focus. So oh. your main character is wow. right near what would be the screen and is completely out of focus. And you're like, who the fuck was the cinematographer on this? Christ. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, Joan is great. Yes. And still getting used to the voices, but they work for me. They're uh, close I, I, enough. Yeah. yeah. And after having, you know, multiple voice changes all the way back to Weinstein. So, right. Yeah, I, I'm loving the new Mystery Science Theater, and I hope that there's more in the future when I get through these 14. <sighs> Very cool. Yeah, this is just a sigh of a happy geek heart. Nice. Well, they're already saying signs are good that uh, Netflix could bring it back for another season. Oh, that'd so. be great. That'd be all right. But even if it stops here, what what a glorious resurgence. that They, they did the property so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until you get that... Entry from the side screen of Andy with a pillow. <laughs> I am curious now, this. though, when my my backer reward, which was the, the full, mug, right? the full no, well, I got the mug and I also got the the Blu-ray for the full season. Oh, okay, which is supposed to have all of the extras that they were releasing. Oh, so you haven't found stream. your name on the thing yet? I have not I found I, it on there yet. So. I know Godbold found his in Mattingly's. Yes. So, but uh, yeah, I'm like wondering when they're going to release the Blu-rays, because it's supposed to have, like, all of the extras that they've, they're streaming online now for, like, the, the early backers with the, the different levels. So we shall see. Have you received anything from them yet? Nope. Mm. I get frequent email updates telling me about how it's like, there's a backer email update. I'm like, okay. So I go on, and it tells me about how great the show is doing and the fan response is. Nothing about when our merchandise is going to be. <laughs> or as I call it, backing something on Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So the uh, music video I worked on dropped. Another Killers? Yeah, no, the same one. Oh, it's, okay. out, it's out now, so you can watch it. I put it on Chalk Monkey's Lair. Okay. It's Bark Stormer, Spare the Ones That Weep. So All right. look it up. 
What else, guys? Up. Anything else? I, uh, oh, uh, 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 shit, uh, shit, I had something, I almost had something, oh, damn it, what did I, uh, I, uh, uh, I watched something, there was something that I watched, mm. and, ah, uh, oh, fuck, oh, well, <laughs> I, I, I blank, I'm blanking, what, what I was thinking yeah. about it when, uh, when you guys were talking about Misty, and, because uh, I watched something, and, oh, fuck, wow. Now I know how Andy feels. Yeah, that's right. You'll you'll remember halfway through the show. That's right. It'll it'll come to you. And during a poignant story, I'll, I'll oh yes, I'll so read my amusing anecdote. Uh, no, uh, I finished Hyperion. I put uh, my review up on the Geek Shock uh, Shock Monkeys book club, and so uh, yeah, that that discussion is continuing. We'll be just taking nominations for the next book here pretty soon. So watch for that. You're the next book. I am the next book. Oh damn. And the next book. And uh, anybody want to comment on the Star Wars trailer? I haven't watched it. Um, I was kind of meh on it, to be honest. Sure. It didn't really... I mean, I get it's a teaser. Yeah, it's exactly. I, it didn't get... I, I, I am excited to see the film. This trailer <clears throat> did not make me <clears throat> excited to see the film. Okay. Excited-er? No. no. I'm more excited for is the uh, fact that there's a Captain Phasma novel coming out. Oh yeah, you yeah. and your novels—you're really De- eating those by up. Delilah Dawson. Well, Delilah Dawson's good, good author. Whoop, so easy, Andy. I'm looking Whoop. forward to this novel big a time. I um I watched it. It actually motivated me. I started bopping around YouTube and watching the Star Wars celebration clips that they put up. Yeah, I started uh-huh. watching some of those too. It was uh, really. It was actually the, I watched the whole tribute that Mark Hamill did for. Carrie Fisher, right. which is very, very touching. Right. Uh, I watched the, the 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 Last Jedi one that they put out, um, the panel. Then I watched the 40th anniversary panel that included Harrison Ford, his first celebration, and it was really funny. Uh, Warwick Davis is uh, is the panel host. <clears throat> oh wow! Harrison Ford comes out last, even after Mark Hamill, and he's like, uh, just as a you know, this couldn't get any more epic. Oh, yes, it could. Ladies and gentlemen, Harrison Ford. And the audience just went <laughs> yeah. batshit crazy. Ford comes out and Ford Davis actually goes, I have to admit, I'm amazed we kept your presence here a secret, especially considering uh, you're, you landed your plane on I-4. <laughs> <laughs> the audience oh, lost oh, it. Oh, Ford oh. laughed. And then he went, yeah, but it was a good landing. Yes, <laughs> perfect. So it was. It, it, that was actually very amusing. And yeah. they went. They went through all the the old stuff. They joked about the whole, you know, Ford because Lucas was there too, and they joked about the whole uh, you can type this shit but you can't say it um, line that Ford one time threw at Lucas mm-hmm. in the first shooting, and uh, Lucas responding and stuff like that. And it was actually it was it was actually pretty cool. So the um, for a lot of people, uh, I, I have one friend who's just like, where's Billy D? Why isn't Lando Calrissian showing up? He was at the panel. I don't know if he's not feeling good or if he's got some ongoing problem, but he was pretty quiet and he didn't do or say much. And he was actually wearing dark glasses, hmm. not to be Mr. Cool, right. but it looked like his things were affecting him. So... I th- I I don't think we're I don't think he's going to be making any appearances. Yeah, anyway. I th- I think I saw him acting in something a few years ago, and he was obviously had lost several steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
That's too but, bad. Uh, yeah, that I, was. He, 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 I mean, Peter Mayhew. Yeah, actually has, has had to step away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was there. He oh, really? Was there, really? and he, he. I was gonna say he actually had a little more energy and was actually throwing out a little bit more. Although he had to have a. They all had like couch like chairs. Right. Mayhew had to have a uh, a tall stool because well, he he couldn't plant himself down. When Mayhew was here at the Star Trek convention, I want to say three years ago. He had to get around in, on one of those right. scooters, mm-hmm. and now, he case, was sitting case down. Anybody doesn't know Peter Mayhew played Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know he, that's how he was having to get around, and you know when people would uh, take pictures with him, he was real gingerly getting up, and it looked like it was just physically mm. exhausting getting up. Right. But then he would smile big for the pictures, and you know just genuinely was, yeah. you know. But it was cool overall. I, I definitely recommend uh, checking those out if you're a Star Wars fan because they, they, that was actually apparent. That was a good celebration. Ve- Vegas I, was representing the couple uh, of the local Jedi were out there. I haven't seen their Facebook posts. I really liked nice. Hamill's uh, um, observation on the fact that um, there was a missed opportunity there where he and uh, uh, Harrison didn't get any screen time together or that the, all three of them weren't able to get a, yeah. a scene in right. together. So he said that 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 was his one regret is that you know mm-hmm. moving forward with this next movie that he doesn't get the the camaraderie that he had with the the first three films. Right. right. So, but yeah, but yeah, great stuff in those panels. Absolutely, definitely check them out. Nice. All right, so a little something different this time. Okay. okay. Because these have been piling up. Oh boy, the emails. Not the emails. We, I mean, got those, but okay. we're going to bypass that today. We're going to bypass dudes you don't give a shit about. What? For right now. Hang on. Guys. We're going to bypass. Wait, wait. Let me get what? this going. I, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I, I going. am not go, your performing go, monkey. Go. Why don't you just <laughs> I, live stream it, Andy? I am, going, I am not going to Sounds go into fun. Weekend Geek. John, we're going to do some red light, green light. It's piling up. Wait, it is you? piling up. There's, oh. there's only four of us, though. Well, then you're just going to have to agree to disagree. Have to have opinions. <laughs> what? <laughs> right, Tiebreakers go to the lair. Go to hell. That's where they go. To hell. This group is certainly opinionated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff. Hey, now. <laughs> so red light, Mr. green lights. The, the gentlemen, I have now cast them <laughs> as the heads of their departments at studios. I'm going to pitch them actual shows that are in development all for television, and they're going to use their power of thumb up, thumb down, red light, green lights, as to whether they like the pitch or not. What if we want to yellow light it and just send it into development hell? Because uh, <laughs> that's probably where a lot of these are going to go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. So here we go, gentlemen. A nice, solid round of red light, green light. And then, now you know what? I like the idea. If it's a tie... All right, monkeys, it's up to you. A shock monkey's lair? I'm letting them know. I want to know what you think about it. Andy's letting them know. And you're a press secretary over and, there. And <laughs> if we put the poll up on that, we need to make sure we don't let people add uh, additional tacos, tacos win voting every categories because tacos are always going to win. Barry will <laughs> fuck with every single poll. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Red light, green light. Variety reports that the fantasy series Xanth by Piers Anthony is now in development at SP Entertainment Group, where producer Stephen Paul 
who was who was a producer of Ghost in the Shell, hopes to turn it into both a film and television series. Xanth refers to the fictional fantasy realm in which all all the often loosely connected novels in the series take place. It is populated by all manner of classic fantasy creatures, but also by humans, all imbued. If not, they get exiled with a unique magical ability called a talent. Some of these talents grow so powerful that their holders become full-fledged magicians, creating some of the most important characters in Xanth. Like the Discworld novels of late to great Sir Terry Pratchett, the Xanth books are known for merging many fantasy conceits with comedy, though Xanth is not as critically revered. Still, Xanth is enduringly popular, and with the 41st book in the series... 41st? Uh, I wow. think I think that already like just came out. Uh, with two more already announced, it's clear Anthony's readers have not lost their appetite for his world. So, Piers Anthony's Xanth fantasy series is not only television, but potential movie project as well. Red line. Have you eh. read Xanth? Who I have has? not I've read, read the first nine or ten of them. Okay, because okay. I was going to ask... Spell for Chameleon. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of progressives on the internet complain about some kind of child sex thing or something. Um, I, they're I all basically the same novel. They're all basically coming-of-age novels. And so they're really great books when you're 14 to 16, and then they get increasingly less interesting as you age. Okay. So okay. This, that's probably what they, they're talking about, I assume. Well, well, it, I heard there's some misogynistic ideas. I can't speak okay. personally, yeah. but this is some things that I've read complaints yeah, about. Yeah, I read Spell for Chameleon a jillion years ago when I was about in that age range. I can't remember anything mm. about it, so I don't know. So I was just curious. Okay. I know it's gotten it gets really punny, especially in later oh, yeah. yeah, the puns I, I remember. Oh, that, they were yeah. punny from the get-go. Okay. Yeah. I'm Greenlight. I, I, I enjoyed them. I probably won't find myself watching too much of it, because like I say, they're great for people who are coming of age but yeah then so they tend to be standalone novels they tend to be standalone novels but they all like i say they're all basically coming of age stories with other different right. characters well, well and there is crossover i mean the, the carry you'll have characters that will appear from one they'll appear in one novel to another but it's not like you're following some great my question so is will it translate to television then uh they the, will episodic they could either do it Anthology. Like like uh, like American Horror Story, where it's a different book each season. That could be interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or they could just pick um, the character from Spell for a Chameleon, Chameleon, um, and just sort of make him the through character and have mm -hmm. everything bounce around him. Okay. All right. It, so it could be done. It would take some twisting. All right. Then uh, green light. This is a CW series or going to MTV? Kinda. Um, don't, <laughs> so, don't know, but that's what it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> I don't know. Amber, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really oh, don't, in it don't, at all. don't be a coward. I don't coward. care about that one, really. If That's you don't care, opinion. then green light. Fine, yeah. Just like the regular. Yeah, yeah green yeah, light. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I got Where's nothing in this. Where's my money? Okay, green light. There you go. <laughs> That's yeah. I I also don't know enough to, about this to either love it or hate it and want it. Green light. I'll green light it. You know, cautionary. Green all light. Right. A cautionary. Cautionary green, green light. light. All right, green lights are for Xanth. All right. All right, here we go. A little throwback this time, gentlemen. Red light, green light. Unsolved Mysteries creators Ter uh, Terry Dunn-Muir and John Cosgrove said they are trying to get a new version of Unsolved Mysteries on the air. 
The show's format of using actors and interviews to recreate unsolved crimes, paranormal events, and broken love stories have resonated with fans for years. Would you like to see the return? God, who are they going to get to replace Robert Stack, though, man? Certainly, he was the face of the original, but that you could do that. Yeah, it's, but just that voice, you know. Yeah, the, the face, but just the voice. Maybe Rather they could get Robert Hayes, who played Robert Stack in Airplane. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'll, I'll green like that. I, I enjoyed it back. Robert in the day. Stack played yeah. Robert Stack in Airplane. No, but he was. He did. He, but he was. But the, the he uh, did. yeah, yeah, he did. But the, the, he, was, he was basically. <laughs> The character did the character pillow. Oh, he's <laughs> self pillowing now. He's self pillowing. He put it on the floor. I give up. And did a, and I did a face stand. I surrender. <laughs> I was going to explain that. that uh, I don't have a dog in it, but uh, eh, red light. You know, the, it's it's seen as day. Come on, guys. I think so as well. I think it's seen as day. And plus, there's all kinds of stuff like that already on Discovery Channel mm. or. TLC, which is yeah, now like yeah, the just... the bizarre paranormal, what the fuck's going on channel. It's kind of written red for light. The, it's kind of written for the mur- the uh, the murder she wrote crowd. I don't I don't give a damn one way or the other. Yeah. Red light. I, I like hey, the, no. I, I will green light a WTF channel. That's actually a pretty good idea. And you said green light, so one green light and three reds. Was... All right. We're, we we we've saved things from going to the layers so far. All right, so far. All right, how about this one? Red light, green light. Fox has placed... Green, a, I mean, red, red, red. <laughs> <laughs> you lost me at well, Fox. Eventually, it's going to be red. And, right. <laughs> Fox has placed a script commitment with penalty, meaning that it's likely to go to series. Okay. <laughs> I love... Maple Leaf's face is great. Well, I just like the phrase script commitment with penalty. <laughs> It's fun to say. Too. I just I, I like how you did not commit to the spit take there because you had your mouth full of water mm. and you totally looked like the Funko Pop. I can't. He would have hit Groot. Oh, there's and Groot. then he wouldn't have been life size anymore. Therein lies grown, the right? rub. <laughs> you got to keep the boxes in you know mint condition even though there's a hole. Look at that. I just realized. Damn. Oh, you're screwed oh, now, man. Yeah, that, that takes off like a tenth of a point. I know. I know. Yes. Yeah, now I'm you're at thirty point nine. Oh, I'm yeah. an out of box maniac. So. Mm. <laughs> Maniacs, right? Out of box, according to all the Funko Collect. You gotta collect them, put, leave them in the box. No, no. Script commitment for an AI-based sci-fi series called Girl Ten. The series is set in the near future, focuses on L, one of the one of only ten synthetic humans in existence. L finds herself at the heart of a murder investigation while trying to stop an evil cabal from weaponizing the technology behind artificial intelligence. The series is produced by Jessica Alba, with the pilot written by Greenlight. Goth- <laughs> yeah, she's hot. Greenlight by Goth- <laughs> You casting couch kids, written by Gotham alum Ken Woodruff. Greenlight like Gotham. There you go. So, uh, what's your thoughts on Girl? Ten. Yeah, it sounds like retreads. I'm I'm gonna yeah. be the one that red lights this one. Oh, I was gonna say red light from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Damn it, Matt. I'm gonna give guys. it a perfect ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is, so it, is that the, our first? Sure. I like I I I I like cyberpunk. So any kind of AI stories, any kind of uh, uh, all going all the way back to Roddenberry's whole what it means to be human, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, you get synthetic tapes. people. And uh, uh, are they human? What are they going through to become human? Or 
Is it even worth the journey? So on and so forth. Anything like that, I, I actually I like. Did you ever see the Quester tapes? The, uh, I think it was whoa. like the short. It was like the TV movie Dude, that was yeah. supposed I, to be it, the pilot, and it never got made. If I did, it was way back when. It was okay. the, it was the guy with the the, the scorched face. The guy with the uh, serious uh, his face looked like practically shriveled, but it had big big feathery hair. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know I, who you're I talking about. I, I liked it back when I saw it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I I saw it in the middle of the night. At some point, I mean, so, for those of us who don't know, like myself, what is the Quester? Uh, Quester tapes was Gene Roddenberry's attempt at because that's just what he was talking about. The AI uh, Quester is a synthetic human, basically, and it was supposed to be. It, they made like a TV movie that was supposed to be the pilot for a series that uh, I think it was like ABC didn't pick up. But uh, about basically, what year did this happen? Seventies. Okay. Uh, I want to say like seventy two or something like that but anyway uh that was gene roddenberry's attempt at uh you know that whole you know what is it to be a life form and a lot of the elements of that character became elements of commander data in the next generation yeah in fact i think they actually reused a gimmick from quester tapes with data I'm there, there's there's a bit where data, they're, with, data with, excuse no, me no with data that's right yeah uh there's a bit where <laughs> they're trying to make money <clears throat> They're in a casino and, and they've been they, they hand him the dice for craps and he like jiggles around and goes, Oh, these are uneven. <coughs> Crunches them and yeah. now they're fixed and rolls them. And I yes. swear they did that with data also. 1974 <laughs> was when it came out. Rob, Robert Foxworth. Andy the Richard Lynch is uh the uh the guy. Okay. With the messed yeah. up face? Uh well he he's he, yeah, he's had a skin condition. Mm. Uh, okay. So. You would recognize him. He did a ton of B and C level stuff mm-hmm. in the seventies and eighties, and a lot of genre stuff. Yeah, okay, but that's like, not who was in the Quester tape. Like the guy who played Adama, that kind of face. Who was in the Quester like, tape? Quatery face. <laughs> Says Robert Foxworth. What? He didn't have a scorched face. Yeah, well, I don't know what you're no, talking not, about, not, Jeff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Andy must be confusing him with a cave. Painting. You know what? I'm not even going to argue with the last time I saw it, but I'm going to go back and look at this because yeah, and Robert Foxworth is a is a is a character actor you'll recognize because I mean he's yeah okay he's, he's, he's there's been another in, movie like, a ton of with stuff. that guy that you just talked Richard about Richard Lynch that's yes. very similar okay yeah okay. <laughs> all right so two red lights two green lights all right monkeys is up to you girl ten set in the near future focuses on L one of only ten <laughs> synthetic humans. In existence. If her name is L, shouldn't it be fi- girl 50? Yeah, shouldn't she be X if she's girl 10? Maybe it's Ellie. Mm. They probably didn't want to run into any copyright issues with uh, Marvel on that one. Calling her girl X. I wonder if it's numerical. What letter is, what number of the alphabet is L? M is 13. So it's 12. Mm, L, M, N, O. I'm going to go with 12. Yes, yeah, I just said that. Well, XL is 40, so I think it is 50. Yeah. I, I, I can feel the emails getting written. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Red light, green light. The virtual band Gorillas. Green yes. light. Founded by Blur's Damon Albarn and comic artist Jamie Hewlett is getting its own TV series. Hewlett confirmed a 10-episode animated series based on the band. It's currently in the works. The animated band is comprised of four members. 2D on local on lead vocals, Murdoch Nichols on bass guitar, Noodle on guitar, and Russell Hobbs on drums and percussion. 
The Gorillaz Project has always experimented with the blurred line between animation and reality, holding live concerts behind a projection screen with visuals on the screen, mm -hmm. and coming up with stories for the fictional members of the band. Gorillaz TV show project. I am greenlighting the hell out of that monster. And I've got Clint Eastwood running through my head now. It <laughs> doesn't take much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. I'll green light it, too. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I already green lighted it. Mm -hmm. I don't really know enough about the gorillas. I mean, I, I'm aware of their existence. That I've is, heard some of the songs. That is, I don't uh, yeah, know anything about. That's okay, Jeff. You're the producer of... representing Flyover Country, mm. who isn't going to get a lot of our high-concept uh, <laughs> stuff, so... <laughs> I think I have a Gorillaz concert on DVD if you ever okay. You should immerse yourself saucy. in the Gorillaz. It'll make you happy. Just watch Queen Eastwood. It'll make you happy. In the times well, that I the went... the music video. Yeah. In the times I went to Comic-Con, there's only two things that I missed picking up that I wished I still had for the collection. One is the Heroclix Galactus. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And the other one was this vinyl set of the Gorillaz characters. Oh, my God. And I, I, I hemmed and hawed and waited too long. Uh -huh. I had lost my chance on those. It and I still think back to them. Well, didn't they we get didn't... there and they only had like one left and you wanted all four? I remember I, no, they only sold them as a set. Okay. So okay. you didn't have an option. Okay. So I they, just, I they, they sold remember them you getting over there and being disappointed. I remember that though? part. Do you remember it. the price of them? Uh, I think it was like 120 <laughs> for the set. But they were pretty big. Yeah. Um, if like the uh, the like, vinyl, the figures of uh, Jay and Silent Bob that I have, which are, you know, about, you know, 12 inches, 14 mm -hmm. inches tall, about that size. Nice. They just announced this week that the Gorillas will be playing at Life is Beautiful out here in Vegas. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's fun. Yep. So green lights on that one. A strong green light. Get some sunshine in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't happy. Feeling sad. You're right. Now that one is in my head. I had there. Finally, some of it out of the cage. Oh, don't yeah. keep going, please. No, that's, part of, like, that's all I know. Oh, so God. the future is coming on then? Yeah. And actually, there's a uh, getting in on it. There's a uh, Johnny Aloha cover of that song too, which is wonderful. Oh, fun! Yeah, which is Richard Cheese's uh, uh, Hawaiian persona, where he's doing I didn't know he had a music. Hawaiian persona. That's yep. awesome. I just discovered on Sirius XM they have like a whole channel of covers now, so it's like really bizarre covers yep. by wow. bands. That yep. sounds fun. It's freaky yep like some of them are really amazing and some of them you're like what the fuck is this yep. there's a lot of covers i like better than the originals there are a few that yep. i like better than the originals or at least have a good solid feel of the original yeah. a lot, like, a lot it, of the postmodern jukebox stuff i like better than the oh, originals yeah yeah okay yeah. all right gentlemen red light green light universal cable productions will be developing a series based on the Dark Horse comic, The Umbrella Academy. The story for that was created by Gerard Way. It's about, quote, a dysfunctional superhero family with powers that are a little stranger than just super speed, and one has the ability to re make reality with a simple lie, unquote. The series is, be is being written by Jeremy Slater, who uh, I believe wrote the Fantastic Four movie. So. Oh, oh, red light. Red light. <laughs> Wow. So it's a complex story written by a moron? <laughs> oh, wow. wow. I think they've been Ouchie. trying to get Umbrella Goodness. Academy made as a television series or movie for quite a while now, haven't they? I know it's been optioned for a good long time. Yeah. Uh, still haven't read it, so I, I can't say yeah, anything more I haven't read to it, it either. But uh, 
I do know it has a good reputation for, yeah. for its characters, especially. I don't know about the story. Man, it's a tough one because I, I think the source material is supposed to be really good, but that writer. Oh. <laughs> and, and added to the mix is the fact that Legion is doing so well, and that's such a weird concept to try and put out there. And if that can be pulled off, maybe this can be pulled off. Well, and, and UCP's that writer. track record is very hit or miss. <sighs> I mean, they've put out some really great series, and they've put out some e- equally as many, you know, Terrible series. Mm-hmm. So. All right, I'm, I'm going to go green light, hoping that they they've gotten that Legion has spread the word and they know that right. an optimistic green. Yeah, it's a, that's yeah. The, but it's, it's a very hopeful green light. Hopeful, okay, that's better. Hopeful green light. I'm going to say green light as well. That you know, it was probably just a another situation where the the medium is nothing's ever easy in this boardroom. So no. so, yeah. so I'm get, gathering two red lights on this side, gentlemen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, so why are you redlining? Is it the Fantastic Four thing? Yes. Yeah. That, I can't uh, look past that. Almost I, cannot, I don't think that. the man's a moron, but still. You think he's a little touched? <laughs> I'm, now, which, no, which Fantastic Four is it? Is you don't it the... say shit about people <laughs> when movies go bad because yeah. there's so much in there that can go bad. But I'm just... Uh, and the concept itself didn't... I, Oh, dysfunctional superhero family. Well, thank God. It's about time they tackled that subject. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, weird superpowers. Oh, good, because nobody has ever. So the the comic sounds cool, but I. I, I yeah. mm. All right. Although, well, it's another superhero TV series, Matt. Yeah. You know, you, can, you, you you're able to change your vote. If you change it, it's going to be made. Well, it's going to be made no matter what. <laughs> So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. This is a good point. Is a good time is to point out that we have no control over these. These yeah. are happening. The feudal, the feudal. Might as well lie back and enjoy it. Yeah. Fuck it. Green Just light. Let's oh, get another lie back series and enjoy out there. It. Wow. Like Andy, Andy said, yeah, no, it's an Legion. Awful it was Legion is really you know uh, far out there. Uh, so I'm hearing. I can hardly wait to see it. So uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Go I ahead. Need, right. I still need to get caught up on that. With your dysfunctional superhero family. All right, red light, green light, this one, gentlemen. This one I, I warned, I did a pre-warning about. Freeform placed a straight-to-series order for New Warriors with a total of 10 episodes. They'll run 30 minutes in length, making the show Marvel's first half-hour comedy. What? The studio is lining up Kevin Beagle, who's uh, behind Scrubs, Cougar Town and Enlisted to potentially write the script and run the show. Tone is being described as a balls-out comedy, quote-unquote. Much like the comic, the series will focus on a team of young B-list heroes trying to make the world a better place. Aside from Squirrel Girl, we don't know much else about the roster. The network still hashing hashing out schedules, but with Cloak & Dagger not expected to premiere until fall of 2018, Stands to reason we could see both shows hit the same season. So, yes, New Warriors and Squirrel Girl confirmed. Am I remembering correctly that the New Warriors are the team that blew up Pittsburgh or something so that started the Civil War in Marvel? Yeah. Okay. And that's going to be a lighthearted comedy. (laughs) Yep. Huh. Interesting. Yep. Night Thrasher. Yeah, I remember Night Thrasher. Skateboard. I remember. Black kid with a skateboard. Red light. Red light. Is it because yeah. of Squirrel Girl or just the, I think, uh, the concept? I think just describing it as a balls-out comedy is going <laughs> to... That's what got you. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. 
Also, well, and also 30 I minutes. Mean, how much are you going to tell in 30 minutes? Yeah. 22, really. Because even yeah, right. Powerless that was just on was just dreck. That's, yeah. And that's, that's, what, and that's, that's what Ben that's, said. That's what I'm envisioning in my head. Mm. That that type of really well condensed sitcom. Because you're talking, what, 22 minutes, basically, after you take out the commercials to try to tell that story. I haven't seen the new tick, but the old tick pulled it off in 22 minutes. Did it? <sighs> well, there is that. I'm still sticking with my red light. Sorry. There is that. Eh, still red light. I'm going to green light it, but really? not a strong green light. Okay. And I'm green lighting it because of Squirrel Girl. Okay. Yeah, because I am the Squirrel Girl proponent in the yes, room. Yes, you are. <laughs> red light. That right. light. That one goes down like a sack of cheese. Red light, green light. Oh, yeah, there's more. Neil Gaiman's novel, Interworld Will, co-written by Michael Reeves, will be adapted for TV by Hamilton, the Broadway hit producers, Jeffrey Seller and Floody Sarez. Both Gaiman and Reeves will act as executive producers on the series. Uh, published in t- uh, 2007, Interworld tells the story of Dimension Walker Joey Harker who, along with a group of other Joeys from various other Earths in a bunch of different parallel universes of different genders, ages, and species to boot, who all have the same ability, try to stop the forces of magic and science from taking over all of the Earths in all of the worlds and all dimensions. A sequel, The Silver Dream, was published in 2013. The third and final book, Eternity's Wheel, was released in 2015. So here we go. Interworld. Here we go. I like the concept. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go came. green light. Yeah. But I like that. Yeah. And I hope one of the Joeys is a baby kangaroo. Exactly. <laughs> oh. I, I was thinking the same thing, but I knew you'd make fun of me if I said it. And the other one <laughs> is- I, I would have, actually. I'm, I'm kind of disenchanted that you you and I are on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them would be Joey from Friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did think of, I did think of uh, Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. How you doing? Boy, <laughs> we're rewriting this to even <laughs> more awesome there must be, There's a, must be a Joey in The Sopranos, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, good. Joey Pants. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Joey Pants. I don't know on this one. Oh, Jeff. I, I, I don't know enough about the material. Neil Gaiman, what I, else do I, you need? I need a quality producer behind the project. All right, think, producers think, from Hamilton. Producer. Think councils of Rick. <laughs> Not helping. Oh come on! Produced by the guys behind the Hamilton Broadway show. I know. I I got that. Was that successful? <laughs> I uh, very, don't know. Very, <laughs> very. I haven't seen it, but uh, I'll give it a green light. There you go. <laughs> beat we we, we beat one light. out of them. All right. How do you feel about is that? A green light across the board. It is a green light across go. the board. Is that nice. our first, or did we do another? No, that, I think that first one was. I will say none of these has really got me just like outright excited. Yeah, nothing's made my heart sing. It's yet. it's it's all been very cautionary. Boy, it's that, like, that that last mm-hmm. Jedi teaser really has just sucked the life out of you, hasn't it? <laughs> mm. All right. Well, how about this one? Red light, green light. Neil Gaiman again. Yes, has teamed up with Angry Films to develop a new sci-fi fantasy TV series for. Fox called <laughs> The Building. Mm-hmm. The series is based on a digital film called Parallels, which was written and directed by Chris Leone. The building involves a large skyscraper that moves between alternate realities and a group of young urban explorers who are in the building 
and suddenly find themselves on, on an earth where Reagan was not elected and Russia dropped the bomb. They then figure out they have a limited amount of time to figure out where they are and rescue members of their team before the building shifts again to another reality. They soon realize that this that this earth is also different from where they started and getting back may be impossible, unquote. According to the reports, the series will explore the origin of the building, quote, who built it and why, what happens on each floor, and how, if at all possible, do they get back to their original There's already earth. been a show like that. It's, it's called Sliders. Sliders in right, a building, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Sliders in a building. Red light, green light. Well, that's well, a good lights. elevator pitch. Green yeah, light. Sliders in a building, but written by Neil Gaiman gets me a green light. Yeah, I, I love... I like alternate reality stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked Fringe a lot. Mm -hmm. And so just when people play with the idea of alternate reality mm -hmm. and stuff, unfortunately, it sounds like it goes to this world and then kind of stays there. I was kind of hoping it was dimensional hopping. Oh, I think it does hop. Well, that was the impression I got was it hops. Well, it sounds, I don't know. But it, uh, it, it seems to really concentrate on that whole Reagan place. Yeah, that, that, that non-Reagan place. So, But, but I'm, says, I'm still green light. It could just be that's the pilot where the pilot is right. focused probably. on. And that's, that's probably all they've got produced. Mm -hmm. I really want to red light this. I'm not going to stop you. No, I just... It, I did. I'm sticking to my guns. It does I'm have Neil Gaiman it. behind it, too. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to red light it. Ah. It's, it's too much like... Sliders. It sounds, so this one sounds goes to the too much, much like sliders. Sounds too much like yeah? sliders. Did you, you green light it or no? I did. So it go, this goes to shock monkeys, This right? goes to the this monkeys. All right. Neil Gaiman's The Building! Exclamation point. Besides, if I alternate match, just watch Man in the High Castle or something uh, like it that. It has an exclamation oh, point in the title? No, I... I've, oh. I, I was going <laughs> to say, I, if I, it did, that is an automatic green, uh, red light. Right. <laughs> I think, actually, I put that one on. The okay. Building! The Building! Uh, yeah. Oh, Yeah! <laughs> Extreme building. It's like a 90s horror novel. <laughs> All right. Two more red light, green lights, gentlemen. <coughs> red light, green light. Actor, TV host, and professional geek Chris Hardwick green light. will be hosting NBC's upcoming science-based The Awesome Show. Red light. <laughs> <laughs> the Awesome Show will have six episodes, each featuring news in science and technology today. The show currently has no release date, but Hardwick said on Twitter the show will be aired on primetime. Hardwick told Variety, quote, The opportunity to develop a primetime show that celebrates science and technology was too good to pass up. It's very important to me to make something that positively pr promotes these topics in order to share humanity's triumphs, to instill hope for our future, and to inspire the next generation of young thinkers, unquote. When he is an acting, hosting Talking Dead and Talking Preacher, or voicing video games, Hardwick is the CEO of Nerdist Industries. In addition, he recently started his own production company, Fish Ladder. And you know, he's responsible for uh, moderating the panels on every convention. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, with what's happening with, with this administration and all that, we need a show like that. So yep. I'm going to greenlight it. Yep, I'm, I'm greenlighting it too. Well, that's, uh, interestingly enough, science and technology was where Hardwick got back into television because uh, when he was on Attack of the Show, he was the technology reporter. I forgot so, about so that. So that was, that, that was after he had been out of the biz for quite a while and came back in. So uh, I green light that, yeah. And on a side light. note, when does Hardwick ever sleep? Good question. I mean, the man is in 
involved oh. in so many projects right now. He had that, uh, I, I think it was called The Wall on NBC. It was the game show that they were filming episodes for. He's still doing At Midnight. He does all the stuff with Nerdist, the Nerdist podcast. Um, so you're yeah, still it's, sticking... It's not that he's just like in a production arm. He's in front of the camera yeah. like at all these yeah. things. Yeah, he, he, he's a jack of all trades. He's producing and starring in all this stuff. You're still sticking to that outdated single card hardware theory. <laughs> oh, okay, so you think it's just there's, there's a legion of multiple hardware. There <laughs> yeah. has to be. That's it's the whole Joey concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joey Hardwick, Hardwick clones. Joey Hardwick. All right, gentlemen, last one. All right, red light, green light. Anne Rice, red light. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Rice has regained the film and television rights to the Vampire Chronicles. And she is putting all her power into getting a television series made. Rice says she imagines the series as a Game of Thrones caliber television series. Rice posts a statement about the project on Facebook. Here's an excerpt from Rice's comments. Quote, It is more than ever abundantly clear that television is where the vampires belong. Over the years, you have all told me how much you want to see a Game of Thrones-style faithful rendering of this material and how much you want for the series to remain in my control. Well, I have heard you. What you want is what I want. Unquote. She may Maybe picture a, too late. She may but. picture a Game of Thrones style thing. I'm picturing a gayer Twilight. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's an emphatic red from that's Andy. Red. red I, and I loved that first book. I've first book is great. I've yeah. had enough of vampires in yeah. all incarnations. Red Suki light. Stackhouse. We are. We got. Uh, uh, True Blood. True Blood. Yeah. True Blood. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of Game of Thrones ish. It was just. And didn't the, that fizzle towards the end too? I, I think I, I, several I, people told me that it was just kind of. Maybe it did. Yeah. It, it was it done like a season course, or two. Like, yeah. Vampires are kind of getting over, so it was the zombie time now, and now zombies are. Yeah. So she's like ten years too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At I, this I, point, I, I I agree with you. I but, yeah. We're, we're, and zombies are fizzling out too. Walking Dead still going strong but i don't think you can introduce any other zombie series at this point so what's the next thing kaiju really yeah there's a kaiju comedy out there now there's a there you go that's it that's oh, the beginning that? of the wave <laughs> i'm i'm on board for that is that the movie it's yeah like, it's like a movie. collateral or something like that it's, it's, i can't remember the name of it but i've seen the previous word a couple times there's like a girl who's controlling the kaiju without realizing she's doing it Anne hathaway right yeah yeah so are you oh yeah catch the way i've heard about that yeah I haven't seen mm, that movie. I don't think that's the next way, but we'll I'm see. All for a I Pacific mean, Rim. We got we, we got big ass monster movies coming. Mm-hmm. They're they're they got all sorts of plans for Godzilla mm-hmm. and King Kong. So big ass monster movies. Bam. So that's a red light from Jeff and Andy. Oh yeah, and a red light from mm-hmm. Matt. Yeah, red red light across the board. Sorry, Sorry Ann. Ann. Yeah, you missed your window. Too little, too late. Try try the try your mummy next. Oh, if you'd have done it in the early two. Wow. <laughs> Seriously, if she'd wow. have been able to get it in the early two thousands, I think she oh, could have yeah. beat uh, True Blood or now, uh, Vampire her- Diaries, which was on uh, CW. Yeah. Now maybe her witches series though. Maybe uh, that could uh, oh, something that could come from witches? that. No. Gilman, creature from the black. Well, but even like the witches, because they have like uh, uh, a the fantasy term. series that. That has fizzled out on uh, was it ABC? Yeah, well, three of them: Once Upon a Time, time and a couple no others. Yeah, Grimm yeah. and all those. Yeah, yeah. Okay. all of those witch. Uh, based all of the ones that were ripped off of Bill um, Fables. Right, Bill Willingham. Yeah, Bill, yeah, Bill Willingham. Willingham. Yeah. Absolutely. 
All right, that's enough red light, green light. I have more, but we're going to save those for another time. But so, we're, we're cranking them out, man. We're on a roll. Yeah, rolling yeah. them through, and only a few to the monkeys. I think three went to the monkeys. Yeah. So. so which ones did we... Uh... Oh, they'll let us know. Don't worry. So the ones to the monkeys are Girl 10. That's the AI show. Okay. Then you had the Umbrella Academy. And then Neil Gaiman's The Building! Exclamation <laughs> 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 point. The exclamation point is your automatic <laughs> red light. Or, or as Jeff subtitled it, Too Much Like Sliders! Exclamation <laughs> point. No, right? Was, yeah. yeah. Well, which, which leaves me some time. So, Good. So, so obviously we can do some news you don't no! give a shit about! <laughs> you okay over there? No. <laughs> Holy fuck. No. Take it out of your ass. All right, slowly. Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to across the frontal lobes. What, what the? Your what? Funko lobes? <laughs> yeah, no, you have Funko lobes. <laughs> I have frontal lobes. <laughs> Take it out of your Funko lobes. News you don't give a shit about. New production house, Penchant Entertainment, just secured the rights to Father Malachi Martin's 1976 non-fiction book hostage to the devil the possession and exorcism of five contemporary americans that's the name of the book hostage to the devil red light possession exorcism yeah, yeah red, red, oh wait red, we're red. on news you don't give a shit about sorry pension hopes to simultaneously adapt the bestseller for both television and film projects father martin was originally a jesuit priest a multi-doctorate holder who rose to prominence in the catholic church he soon came, became disillusioned with the whole operation, though in some part because he felt, quote, Satan had taken hold of the Vatican, unquote, according to the Independence 1999 obituary. After Martin left the church, he became one of the world's foremost exorcism experts, particularly after writing Hostage to the Devil, a first-hand account of modern-day possession. Of course, Martin's book benefited greatly from the popularity of... Uh, uh, Blatty's uh, 1971 The Exorcist novel and William Friedkin's 1973 adaptation. The Hollywood Reporter notes that Father Martin's, quote, influential exorcism account is sometimes cited as an inspiration for The Exorcist, but Blatty's novel was published some five years earlier, so that math doesn't add up. <laughs> unless, unless Satan was involved. Unless maybe that was in the building exclamation point. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah, oh, yeah. yes. Man. Regardless, Martin's work remains popular and relevant, uh, considering not just this new <laughs> development deal, but also Netflix 2016 documentary, Hostage to the Devil. Quote, what a coincidence. Right. Since its publication, Hostage to the Devil has been the canonical book on possession and exorcism, and we are thrilled to finally be able to bring it to life, pension principal Aaron Eggers told t The Hollywood Reporter. With such vibrant character-rich material at our disposal, our goal is to shatter genre expectations and reset the bar for elevated supernatural fare. There you unquote. go. That's the next wave. Yep. I, I, I don't give a shit about it, and I want to red light the hell out of it. <laughs> um, I, I got tired of exorcism stories ages ago. But, but oh, maybe yes. you're right. Maybe this is the Demon next wave. Possession. Demon Possession is the next role. But hey, The Exorcist, great movie. Still is to this yep. day. It's hard to beat, frankly. I can't think of a better one. Yep. Uh, I know there's a uh, the Exorcist TV show has gotten better reviews than I expected. Haven't watched it, yeah. but but mm -hmm. people seem to be critics, especially, seem to be liking it. What is that uh, TV show? Uh, it's mm -hmm. on one of the uh, 
regular networks, I believe, like NBC or something like that. Really? But uh, what is a is it Julia Louise Dreyfus? I, I can't remember who. No, not her. No, <laughs> you're thinking Veep. Yeah, I'm thinking think Veep. Uh, but who's uh, shoot? I, I can't remember. It's a it's a well known actress. Especially worked a lot, especially in the '90s. But I can't remember who she is right now. But so yeah, ex- exorcism. But yeah, this hostage to the devil. Yay. Yeah. Uh, where are we here? We're at news you don't give a shit about. <laughs> no, I was saying uh, the exorcist is. Uh, <laughs> Hmm. With a class- Gina Davis, I couldn't think of. There yeah, you go, there Gina, Gina oh, Davis. Okay. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. That was 80s, actually, wasn't it? Like yeah, late both. 80s, 80s, like, uh, 80s, <laughs> late 80s, early 90s. Yep. Was she or, the one in that pirate movie that went did so bad? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah she was. The one that was that, the end of Gina Davis for, for the most part, wasn't it? That was the one that was supposed to be linked to the uh, Treasure Island. They were supposed to be all tied into Treasure Island, and the movie tanked so bad that they didn't do it. They were going to do all the promotions at Treasure Island. Are you talking Treasure Island, the hotel? Yes. Okay. I did not know this. This yeah. is news to me. Yep. Uh, I didn't know this either. So the the Dreyfus pirate movie tanked badly. They were going to... No, the Davis pirate movie. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. They were, they were going to do all the promotions. There was going to make the, the Gene Davis was going to be on a pirate ship because my, uh, my now ex-wife was working there at the time and... Uh, there was, uh, they were all trying to get the behind-the-scenes stuff going to get them all on the boats, and uh, it just fell apart when the movie tanked. Ooh. Well, what's the name of that movie, the pirate movie? Anybody remember? I think it was called The Pirates. No, it had something else. Oh, Cutthroat the, Island. Cutthroat Island. Cut Island. Island. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> the Pirates. Now I'm thinking of The Pirate movie, and that's a whole other kettle of fish. Mm. Her and Matthew Modine, if I'm not mistaken. Ruined both their careers. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he rebounded nicely in Stranger Things, but... Well, I was gonna say, yeah, he's he's now well, been subject to TV guest appearances. That's what I see him in when I see him. Right, and well, let's face it, Gina Davis is in The Exorcism. All right, yeah, so it's it's not like they're both you know waving flags of. I still say triumph. Repossessed is the best Exorcist yeah. movie. She's no longer in a league of her own. Repossessed. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. Repossessed <laughs> is all right. It gets a little too corny in some places. Well, sure, a little, a little too so. If you don't read Possessed, it's uh, Leslie Nielsen's Exorcists. Spoof starring yeah. Linda Blair. Yes. What? An, a Leslie Nielsen movie getting Actually, corny? <laughs> a good I one really is the right. Like, like, like to the uh, the edge of like Dr- Dracula Dead and Loving It corny. That kind Ooh, of thing. Ooh, okay. If you want a good one that was recently made, The Right with Anthony Hopkins. That's an all right one. For yeah. Possessions and... Yeah. What, what made that so good for you? God damn it. Put yeah, me on the spot yeah. like that. You brought it up. <laughs> yep. Well, I am an Anthony Hopkins uh, fan. Well, like, you, okay, so, so it definitely has okay. the chops. Yeah. It's, he makes it believable. Okay. So there is that, and that's pretty much it. All right. Well, God damn it. Just go on. <laughs> just go on. Wow. You needed to be recording that, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. I put myself on the spot, and now I'm going to wriggle out of it. <laughs> you don't give a shit about. We call that Canadian hubris. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> with Oops. a classic miniaturized NES look and preloaded with 30 classic games, the NES Classic Edition became an instant hit that has already sold over 1.5 million units. Nintendo's mini console has been consistently sold out at both physical and online retailers since launch. Now the news is that for the foreseeable future, the production of this system in North America has ended. 
According to a Nintendo representative that spoke to IGN, the reason for this is that it was never intended to be an ongoing long-term project. However, they did add a few extra shipments to try to meet with the surprisingly high demand. To that effect, here's what Nintendo had to say regarding the final shipments. Quote, Throughout April, uh, North American territories will receive the last shipments of Nintendo Entertainment NES Classic Edition systems for this year. We encourage anyone interested in obtaining this system to check with retail outlets regarding its availability. We understand that it has been difficult for many consumers to find a system, and for that, we apologize. We have paid close attention to consumer feedback, and we greatly appreciate the incredible level of consumer interest and support for this product. But we're tired of making money. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) It's worth noting that Nintendo rep did say for this year. Mm, so even so, if you're still waiting to get your hands on an NES Classic Edition, this month may be your last chance. Did anybody here buy one? Nope. No. And and nor I, I didn't I, look hard, but I whenever I, I did look, I refused to pay it. double for this system on secondary market because it's literally going directly to the secondary market. Too many companies are managing to buy it up before it hits. Amazon or GameStop, etc., and it's just I, I can't, I can't stand that stuff. It just drives me crazy. I don't understand Nintendo's unwillingness to meet consumer demand, and especially in this product. It's not like it's Amiibos where they're trying to create a collector's market right. and and have its own you know limited availability to make it chase items. Well, but maybe to, they're maybe they're frustrated because they they've been frustrated by the secondary market in general back like with GameStop and all that when they were selling used games. So that could be it that they're just seeing that, you know, the people that are claiming they want the console aren't getting it. So they figure, you know, sure. And there are all those stories about people hacking that system to play more games right. and so on. So maybe they don't see any way around that. Sort of like, okay, we're not making these hack boxes anymore. Well, that's true. And Nintendo is notoriously protective of its consoles i mean when the gamecube was made they went with the mini dvd because they wanted to keep it proprietary so that people couldn't burn (laughs) copies of it and they did anyway but but that was always find a way that was why they like that's why with like the n64 they went they kept the cartridge based system even though solid state memory was kind of at its limit at that exact point in time and everybody was going to the optical media because it had far more storage the president of Nintendo did not want people copying their stuff. Well, since I'm sitting in the uh, the Paul chair, yeah, Paul chair with the uh, force of uh, Paul in it, I'm I'm going to dive into a conspiracy theory mm. and suggest that there's an executive that has cases and cases of warehouse full of these, and he's selling them on the, the secondary market. This, I I see them all over eBay. In fact, even Amazon um, on the stores that are. Uh, you know, on the Amazon Marketplace, but they're charging double for them. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. find it from Amazon, but yeah, yeah the secondary sellers. No. So there's plenty. Of, it seems like there's plenty of supply out there. It's just people are refusing to pay the exorbitant funds for it. So the artificially inflated prices. I mean, prices. hell, I mean, good job, Nintendo, keep, keeping that thing alive. Mm. Hell, when I paid uh, just a little less than double for my Pepsi. Uh, limited edition thing from back to the future Two, from two years ago i still feel like that i paid too much but i i managed to get it for far less than it was originally going for on the secondary market so there you go yeah so get it while you can if you can news you don't give a shit about oh boy 
Mm. Over the years, Disney has bought up lots of companies, including Pixar, Lucasfilm, Marvel, making them the biggest powerhouse in Hollywood. Now, it looks like Disney could end up being the one that is bought. What? And the buyer is reportedly Apple. Huh. According to Variety, they are looking to pull off a $237 billion takeover of Disney, which would create, quote, a company worth $1 trillion with almost limitless opportunities in content and technology, unquote. According to RBC Analyst Reports, quote, recently investors have increased their expectation that Apple could seriously consider acquiring Disney. They go on to say that the purchasing of Disney would be, quote, contingent on Apple getting tax breaks to repatriate overseas cash, unquote. Did that mean all the movies would be released every year with, like, just something slightly changed on it? I think so. I think okay. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and one year it comes out waterproof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A combined water is a little mermaid. Water resistant, splash resistant. <laughs> a combined Apple Disney would create an instant competitor to Netflix that would take advantage of Disney's content and Apple's user base, the analysts speculated. Other benefits integrating Apple consumer tech as experiences in Disney's theme parks and landing global streaming sports right for ESPN via the combo of Disney backed uh, BAM tech and Apple distribution and a long balance sheet. It's explained that content is a major focus for Apple right now, and taking on Disney offers an avenue to, quote, diversify away from hardware without diluting the strong Apple brand. Why is this in quote? Why is this in news you don't give a shit about? This is news that terrifies me. That's, I was yeah, going to yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, should yeah. care about it. That's, yeah. that's, that's sometimes what is in news you don't give okay. a shit about. We already have instances of vertical integration like this that mm-hmm. is just frightening, like NBC Comcast. Mm-hmm. Comcast is one of the worst cable providers out there with one of the worst customer service bases, and they managed to buy up Disney, which, you know, or excuse me, uh, managed to buy up NBC, who also owns Universal. So they immediately had first-party pr- first content that they could put on only their systems, but they wanted it, although they, they uh, guaranteed the FTC when they bought it that they would still license it out to other outlets like uh, Netflix and so forth, which so far, they, to their credit, they have kept that promise, but it's looking more and more like NBC is going to start going to... Um, single source content providing mm. uh, like they just started um, doing cell phone service they say to compete with AT&T who uh, you know owned uh, or just recently bought was it Warner Brothers or no not Warner's uh, Paramount uh, uh, that's okay continue on DirecTV sorry but they're also but uh, AT&T and DirecTV are looking at buying another studio outlet so you're, I need a you're charm wasp yeah, right. I'm sort of like, okay. You're, basically, what you're going to start seeing is a lot more of these streaming-only services for each quote-unquote network or company mm-hmm. that you're only going to be able to get that content on their online streaming service. Because that's, that's, what, that's what made Netflix, you know, the powerhouse that it is today. It, they're the only guys around, and you can only do that on your own device. Fucking these idiots. These fucking morons. God. Mm. Fuck this. I'm going back. Oh, I can't even go. Nope. Mm. Can't go back to cable. Nope. Can't nope. go back to Canada. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't um, and wasn't Pixar Apple owned at one point already or Pixar was co-founded by Steve Jobs. That's it. That's it. While okay. Steve Jobs was ousted right. from Apple at yeah. the time, when he went back to Apple, he divested some of his interest in that. He still held some. So eventually, when Disney did buy Pixar, he 
but he cashed out pretty right. heavily. So, all right, there you go. And so let's watch that waiting in the wings. Hopefully yeah. it all mm. falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that's, that's too much. That, yeah. There's way too much of that going on. The, the pro business environment, <clears throat> and this isn't a Trump thing. This, uh, Obama, uh, Obama's administration was, was, was guilty uh, of it too. And, yeah. and, and, mm. and to, these you, mega mergers, you can actually even go back to Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, these, these, as you call it, vertical integration yeah. is just, it's awful. And well, it is it is a terrible uh, fucking phenomenon. Well, these mega mergers are not good for anybody but the company that's buying it. Um, part of the reason I can guarantee you Apple is looking at doing this is because when that money is just sitting in the bank, they're paying taxes on it. Even though Apple is famous for avoiding trying to pay taxes on it. What corporation is Yeah, but... At any rate, it's the same thing like when Microsoft bought uh, the Minecraft producer. Um, uh, Mojang. Mojang. That turned into instant profit. That's money they had sitting in the bank that was not doing anything. They bought them and instantly made a profit off of that purchase. Same thing with Disney when they bought Marvel and Lucasfilm. They turned into, you know, in fact, uh, Lucasfilm is the perfect example. When they bought Lucasfilm... They made so much off of the direct merchandising before they had even put out a film with Lucasfilm that they had already paid for, uh, they'd already recuperated their investment mm-hmm. in Lucasfilm before a movie had ever even been made. So that's that's probably why Apple is looking, if this is a true story, if, this, if that's what Apple is doing, that's probably why they're doing it. They're going to instantly profit from it and put even more money in their coffers that reminds me i can't wait for the captain phasma book by delilah dawson that's gonna be great again. <laughs> did you mention that already it's <laughs> weird it seems, it seems like seems like you said that at one point and I, yeah, now maybe. whenever i see these like gigantic corporations getting bigger and almost becoming their own worldwide entities my brain flashes back to the shadow run role-playing game yeah yeah where if if you're not familiar it was a kind of a urban f- future where fantasy creatures came back up but you worked for corporations against other corporations and those were the countries now right it was a fantasy cyberpunk yeah. smashing together it was really funny remember uh and when asked about it actually william gibson the writer of neuromancer uh basically the godfather of uh cyberpunk actually uh expressed horror you know at the whole notion they got these elves in this fantasy and it, if you read neuromancer the way he approaches the cyberpunk, the virtual reality, the the um, artificial intelligence is actually very fantasy, rather fantasy oriented. Mm. It's like fan, it's almost fantasy and science fictional clothing. Uh, you know, I mean, one of the one of the major corporate families actually has its own personal ninja for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, mm. oh wow! Yeah, exactly. I've never read Neuromancer. Oh, it, it it's it's great. It's it's great to look back and and see. Uh, what people were looking towards back in the 80s because mm. uh, there are things about it that's that's you know outdated there are no cell phones and stuff right. like that so but um and the i and the way they jack into the the uh <clears throat> the matrix the internet is is totally alien mm-hmm. so the, in many ways there are um aspects to it that uh, especially younger readers just would not be able to get into no. But yeah, thank yep. you, thank you. I'm agreeing with you. I, I, I can barely talk without the. So a- anyway. Yep. <laughs> thank you, Matt. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, it's 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 uh, 
it's it's a it it was a total fit Shadowrun was a very logical outgrowth in my eyes and it was funny how he expressed horror at it so it it and it it the consolidation of power, the consolidation of wealth, in many ways, uh, I think also you could say it tracks to like uh, medieval times, right? You know, fall of the Roman Empire. You got the, the you got the ruins. You got these warlords, essentially these military leaders who consolidate power, create pockets of safety from bandits. These are the the dukes. Who the leaders who eventually become the essence of nobility, and out of that grows royalty, and eventually you get um, the inbred, concentrated power of of European nobility and royalty that that all kind of vertically integrates. So I think that in many ways it, it it's an exact cyberpunk corporatism that whole the corporate paranoia. <sighs> Totally fits into the the the, the fantasy medieval um, uh, paradigm. Yeah. I would also be curious as to see how the kind of free thinking, imagineering style setup at Disney would clash with the closed concept of Apple. Apple where- is the evil empire. It's just it you know like what what ten fifteen years ago it just became this. It flipped from Microsoft being the evil empire and yeah. Apple being the, the, the beacon of, of individuality. Uh, yeah, and, and, and it just, it just it be, I just, ah, I, uh, I just, I can't. Well, what's the saying? Is like eventually you'll be successful and become the very thing that you despise yeah. that, that made you want to be successful. The thing you were reacting be, against me. Yeah. Could some of that be that Jobs died, even though he had his own quirks? Well, Jobs was the one that laid the founding foundation for all of this. Yeah, Jobs, histor- in fact, when they founded, when Apple was founded, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak were at odds all the time over the Apple and what became the Apple II because Jobs wanted closed system end to end. He wanted end to end control. Whereas Wozniak wanted an open system that could be modified, be upgraded, was you know user accessible. Jobs wanted nothing that the user could work on. He wanted something that they controlled the software, they controlled the hardware, they controlled every single aspect of the design and implementation of what they were producing, and that was a constant source of you know friction between those two, even up until the time that Jobs died. You know, they were friends, they would hang out, but at the same time, they would get into arguments over philosophy, which is funny because, I mean, Wozniak is still enamored with a lot of things that Apple puts out, but he also uses other products too, kind of plays around with them, see how they play against each other and positive and negatives of each. So anyway, yeah. All right. I don't want to leave the show on a negative edge. There's sad news, potentially. So I want to give a little something back, something nice, especially for you, Maple Leaf Matt. All right. This, 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 this is some, some very special. I saw this. I'm like, this is Maple Leaf Matt news right here. Okay. Next on a very special Geek Shock. Older fans know Babylon 5. Yes. Oh, I, I right. read this. We're out of news you don't give a shit about. I read this. This is, this is good news. The game-changing 94 to 98 series. Younger fans may not have had a chance to watch it. Babylon 5... Uh, has come to the streaming service Go90. Saw that, yeah. All right. 
All the episodes. According to showrunner J. Michael Straczynski's Facebook page, this is the first time Babylon 5 has been streamed online or available in the U.S. for a very long time, unquote. Go90 is offering all five seasons for free without commercial breaks. Now, Babylon 5 popularized the story arc in sci-fi television. Of course, Robotech and other anime beat it. Uh, when it wasn't showing us conflicts between humans and aliens and humans and telepaths and aliens and aliens, it was hinting at then revealing a complex backstory that took years to play out. Yep. You have to watch it from beginning to end. You just can't to jump the, into it. Yeah, no. to the very end. All right, so go 90. And then the movies, too. And I and went and checked it out to make sure that it was good to its word. Yeah, it's there. I got to watch part of an episode. No commercial interruption happened during it. Is it decent quality on the streaming? It looked like kind of standard quality as far as television of the, its time. It doesn't right, look like yeah, it's been updated for anything, but uh, so you, it didn't look bad. It did, I would watch it on the computer. Okay, you access it on your computer. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know if Go90 has any kind of uh, app for any of the you know secondary systems, Xboxes, Playstations, t- smart TVs. I was just concer- wondering because I- I've noticed that when some services will stream shows from like the 80s and 90s, since those were aired in 480i, that they uh, tend to tweak the streaming down to a point where it's you know, it's even less than that. It's like VHS quality, basically. But people don't complain. It's like, oh well, it wasn't. It was never in high def anyway. So, if you like story-driven sci-fi and believable yeah. tech, right. definitely this show is for you. If you like the Expanse, this show is for you. Nice. I I need to go back and watch it, see how it holds up. Yeah. With it, my, my memory. Versus... It's really bad. The first season before yeah. it got to TNT or whatever it was, right? Is really like the graphics and all that is bad. But you have to well, power through it. Three was when they hit TNT, right? Well, two they got. It's noticeable from season one to season two they got more yeah. money, <laughs> right? So, some somewhere someone was like, "Here, here's twenty bucks. Fucking you hire a nice laser or something." I don't well, know because that was uh, was it NTN it was like Warner Brothers their uh, their little um, uh, syndication network that they were trying to put together where anybody could basically buy the syndicated and show it. But they had had that other, because like time tracks and all those were in that same vein. Um, God, I haven't thought of time tracks in forever. I'm one of those people who hasn't watched it because I realize you have to watch it from beginning to end. And that just has never been an option for me. Yeah, you can't can't just catch an episode because even though it might be somewhat self-contained, like Mm -hmm. three quarters of it might be self-contained, but a quarter of it you're going to be, what? Right. Because it builds on itself through all the seasons. Yeah, and it's it's pretty epic. I I enjoyed it. Yep. Looking and, forward to it. And we'll end on a cautionary tale. It's an mm. age-old story. Fight for love and glory. Geeky kid goes off to college. Mom enters kid's old room. To oh, clear, no, 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 no. Clear some things out. Mom accidentally sells something incredibly valuable because she's not a nerd like the child she raised. Flashing back, Andy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In Japan, this mom found a collection of her son's magic cards. <gasps> Black Lotus, bunch of mo- moxes and all that shit. Yep. And decided to clear some space by offering them up online via an auction site for the Japanese equivalent of $9. One of the cards pictured on the site was the mythical Black Lotus, mm-hmm. which itself auctions for around $27,000. Needless to say, people jumped on the offer quick. Luckily, when bids started approaching $5,000, the mother called the whole thing off, 
saying her son had angrily contacted her and she was pulling the item in an attempt to reconcile their relationship. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, so that's a better <laughs> so that's ending a, than I expected. That's a dodged bullet, my yeah. friends. Yeah. Wow. Do you I wish have I a, could say the same. Do you have a dodged bullet? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. I, I want to know. Did somebody? No, I sucked those bullets straight in, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give, give me your, give me yours. What you yeah, got? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just talking about the early night. Uh, my my copy of Snitch Revenge. My mom just tossed it. Yeah. Snitch Revenge. It's a, a weird Steve Jackson game. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that we were talking about this. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about this tonight. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's a weird Steve Jackson game that for people that don't know it. Oh, it's just it was actually it was originally published in Dragon Magazine. And then they put out a Parker Brothers size game box that had it all, and I've I've, I've since replaced it. I've since got that one. I've actually is it valuable though, or was it valuable? It, no, it was just it was hard to get. You, it, what, I don't know if it was ever got to be valuable, but it was a game I liked playing, and I was still playing it. But it was sitting in a weird place down in a cellar, so it went away. Okay, personally mm-hmm. valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, dude, it's Andy. He's 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 going to talk about the personable, valuable. Right. No, twenty seven thousand so. dollar Black Lotus. Well, honestly, I did have the Black Lotus. Or original Crystal Skull. Ooh, you did? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Let's go back to that. You (laughs) did? What happened to it? I found out about Magic when it first came out, and I was like, eh, I'll try it. And buddy of mine bought a couple decks, and we played it together, and I had the Black Lotus. And I'm like, well, I don't care for the game. You take the cards. And I gave him everything. (laughs) Yeah, but at that time, it really was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I was giving away nothing. that was, I was only in the, uh, the beta cards. I think it was the alpha and the beta set that you've not even the uh, when they did the uh, official release that yeah. card was already gone. Yeah. So wow. Yeah, I had uh, my first Magic cards were given to me from mm-hmm. a friend in college that was like ah, I'm done with these. So me and my girlfriend at the time uh, did it amongst ourselves so we'd have our own decks to play mm-hmm. with, and she ended up with the Time Walk. Which I would later find out would be a very oh very yes the card. blue one uh, yes. yes that the car that gave you an extra turn yeah nice yeah I still have a couple um just because the art I have some uh, Phil and Kaya Folio cards they had some great artwork on those yeah like I, really phenomenal did and still do so yeah did uh, did you lose something in your collection horribly unexpectedly sadly. I want to know. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact Jack Dandy. Funko Matt. <laughs> hey, that one's smooth. Motherfucker. <laughs> and we're going to talk next week at Gig. Oh. You went from just smothering it with a pillow to putting uh, freaking... <laughs> yeah, we're going for the whole drawing and yeah. quartering and draining of the blood and hanging at the same time. Well, twins' blood is much more right. uh, valuable than just right. normal blood, so... Funko twin. It's like it's like hermit crab blood. No, not hermit crab blood. Horseshoe crab blood. What? Horticulture crab. What? Horticulture crab. Hermit crab blood. Horseshoe crab blood. Based on a single typo, Andy condemns the species of animal to extinction as people go hoarding its blood. Seriously, they do that with horseshoe crabs. They friggin' drain the things and release them to the wild again after they've. Yeah. Oh, dude. Um. Wait. What? What? Horseshoe crab's blood is is really valuable. Okay, but they then they 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 drain it. They they, they bleed them out, okay. and, and many of them survive. And the ones that survive, they re, they release back to the wild to be drained once again. Mm, yeah. I just uh, oh crap! What the hell was it? I read this uh, last week. There is some kind of 
hormone or chemical that's extremely valuable that is only produced in mares when they're pregnant. And yeah, you can imagine the production process is just as horrible as you think. Yeah. They have horse volu- uh, farms where these mares are actually kept in a constant state of pregnancy so they can drain out their blood. They drain out huge amounts of it too to then uh, um, uh, harvest this, uh, this, this, this hormone or mm-hmm. this chemical. I, I forget wow. what the fuck it is. I just read it last week and I was like horrified by the whole what story. What is this used for? It's, it actually has, I believe it has a medical application. So, but it's... it's um, so it's not like shark fin and... Oh, no, no, no. It's, okay. it's yeah. rhino horn. Or, 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 or bear bile in China. It's, mm. it's not quite okay. like that. Still. But, um, Jeez, yeah. hurry up, asteroid. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right. What animals do you drain? Come on, my Other humans. <laughs> Every day is like Sunday. <laughs> Bloody Sunday. Wow. Coming on.